0: Damn nation. Let me talk to you.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the show. This is the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And I'm your host, Brian Renegade. And with me, I have the best damn crew. I got
1: the Sultan Spices. Kitchen Jean.
0: Some call him the pastry chef pimp, but we know and love him as chef. Showtime. What's happening? What's good? What's good? Oh man. Next, we have the Renaissance man himself. Donald Trump once called this man and asked him for advice. <laughs> If you had to picture him as anybody, he would be the ultimate TV day. <laughs> we call him the genie of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. The dawn of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. The final boss of bosses,
2: LP, is in the building. What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing out there today? Oh, man.
0: And next, we have Mr. Boots to Assets, the king of the ring. This man does everything. He is everything. His name is Mr. Everything,
1: Victor Andrews. (laughs) Yo, what
3: up, what up, what up, guys? It's good to see y'all. Sorry for my asses last week, but we're back. We're back and ready to get off with another, another spectacular show,
0: man. We're back in
3: the building and in full effect, Jack.
0: Man, fellas, it's a lot going on in the world of entertainment. It's a lot going on in the world of wrestling. We got to get into it, man. Um, first of all, before I start. Everything. I got to go around the room and ask the felons of the best damn wrestling podcast. How's life? How's everything going? Let me
1: go to Chef.
4: Oh, everything's going good, good right now. Just a little under the weather, but everything's going good for me.
0: Oh, man. Chef over there fighting back boogers, man. we we sending healing oh, vibes over there to you, brother. <laughs>
2: Yeah
0: man, LPZ, what's happening?
2: Yeah man, I'm I'm good. Matter of fact, hold on, I'm 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 better than good. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> <laughs> on.
1: The blasphemy. The
2: blasphemy. Yes. I'm better than good. I'm better than good because that ring, general. Even though we ain't even got to it yet, <laughs> the ring general uh, got us feeling real good
0: day. man. Ring. Feeling real good. We got to go into it, man, because that man Gunther had one hell of a showing at the Royal Rumble. We're going to get into that in a minute. Mr. <laughs> everything,
1: how is everything?
3: Man, everything is good. Everything is great. Uh, man, I'm, I'm out here working. I'm outside, yo. I'm outside. We'll, we'll get into that uh, later on in the in the broadcast on another episode.
1: Oh, that's real All right. All right. We'll get into
3: it,
0: man. Uh, I'm happy to hear that everybody is doing good, even though uh, a few of us are under the weather. Man, we still push through. You know what I'm saying? Um, we just got to do some, uh, what do you call it, Zycam and, and, and uh, 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 fruits and vegetables. You know what I'm saying? What can what, say? <laughs> you got to uh, drink your milk and eat your veggies. You got to do all that. <laughs> man, look, man, I don't want to... Hold this back any further We have to uh, Talk about the Royal Rumble event Man because it was one Hell of a showing Uh, There was a lot of good About the show There was a lot of bad about the show Too Uh, It was some things that could have been improved And it was some things as a fan That I ultimately enjoy So fellas you know how we do this man We got to go back to school And we have to grade the Royal Rumble. Excuse me, class. Class.
1: Shut up! Wow! (laughs) Fellas. Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, let's talk Royal Rumble, man. Overall event from top to bottom. I want you guys to give a school grade of A through F. (laughs) A means uh, passing and excelling. F means failure. Let me go to the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. LPZ. what did you think about the
2: Royal Rumble event this year? Uh, All in all, I don't think it was bad. But- Excuse me, class.
1: Class.
2: Shut up! Wow! I guess he wanted to say wow. that again. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't think it was bad. Um, I didn't think it was great. Uh, I would give it a B-. Minus. Normally I would be a little bit harder, but it has it had a couple of moments that really made me enjoy it. Specifically, a certain couple of couple of people made me enjoy it a little bit more. Uh, I mean, see, I got like, I got to give it a B minus.
0: B minus, all right. a fair enough, grade, man, fair enough. Chef, uh, what you think about the event, and what did you grade the Royal Rumble?
4: Uh, it could have been better, but I have to give it a B.
0: A B. Cool B. What what did you like about it? What didn't you like about the event?
4: I want to go over to what I liked about it, because uh, it's gonna we're going to talk about it later. But
0: <laughs>
1: Okay.
4: <laughs> just, some, just some of the matches, what I didn't like about it, was some of the matches was real boring. It could have been more action-packed, you know? You know, it would have been, yeah. Like the pitch black man, yeah, it should have been way more action packed than
0: that. Man, we're gonna talk about that too. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah we yeah, we gotta we gotta got talk about it. Uh Mr. Everything, A through F man, A being uh exceptional and F being failing. What did you think about
3: the Royal Rumble event? Well, I guess I'm gonna be the heel for the night. And I'm giving that thing a D, bro. Mm. What wrong with Carl?
1: <laughs> it, it was problem?
0: Inquiring minds would like to know, sir.
3: Oh. Uh, your biggest surprise was Nia Jax. For real? That that was that was the only surprise you had was Nia Jax. Um, was it not surprising? Before... No. Was it not surprising? It, it, it man, it was yeah, it, it was it was a surprise, but even okay. still, she came in there and got Molly Watts. <laughs> um, we, we knew we knew we knew Rhea was going to win the women's. We knew Cody was going to win the men's. That was there was no surprise in those. Um, the women's the 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 match between Bianca and and Alexa, boring. I don't know what they were thinking. Um. Bray and and L.A. Knight, yeah, boring. And what was what was up? What was up? And then we had um, Roman and Ko. The best part of that was after the match. All
2: right,
3: man. Who, The
0: anger is is coming off of you, yes. so I can see the yes. vapors. Yes. I can see yes. the vapors. Listen, overall, I thought that the Royal Rumble was a success in a lot of ways. If I had to give it a grade, the whole entire event, I would say a C C+. You know, I think there were some missed opportunities there. I think that the event overall was pretty good. Each match on the card had unique moments about it. But let's go ahead and dive into it, man, because it was a lot. Let's go to something that I believe uh, is one of the most unique matches about the card. Let's go Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. This was a pitch black match. Uh, One of his first of its kind. Uh, Mountain Dew, Pitch Black match. So it was a it was a themed sponsored match. We all know how themed sponsored matches go. But in in the realm of themed sponsored matches, this was kind of cool. Once the lights went out, both people were in the ring. Uh, the lights went out. The black light came on, and then you can see LA Knight's gear light up. He had, I believe, green, uh, and his outfit was pretty pretty dope. But then you see Bray Wyatt. And it seems like as soon as the lights came on, he transformed into a demon. Uh, he had all of these glow marks all over his face and all over his body. Uh, I thought the match was was pretty good. There were some really good spots within the match. I like the way everything glowed. I like the look and feel of the match. I think that the match was cut short, to be honest <clears throat> The ending was very lackluster. Uh, well, the ending of the match was very lackluster. Uh I felt like it was cut short. I was like I it was I was left wanting more. I wanna see what you guys think about the overall match. Uh even after the end of that match, Uncle Howdy and some characters from the Firefly Funhouse popped up. And then Uncle Howdy did this stage dive out of nowhere onto LA Night. Uh things started blowing up around them. I'm not sure if LA Night is still alive or not, but we'll see <laughs> come Friday. Let me go to Chef, man. What did you think about the Bray Wyatt versus L.A. night match?
4: Uh, That match was lackluster. Like, there was parts that was awesome. You know, how Bray Wyatt was painted up was cool. The little outfits was cool. But the finishing was just boring. Like, -hmm. it could have been. I wanted to see the Fiend, Or, you know. But you know, yeah, it could have been better. <laughs> then the Firefly Funhouse people at the top was just a waste, of, you know, just waste of time. Why was they there?
0: Well, in a way, the fiend did come back, but he came in a different form. I think that you know Bray Wyatt channeled his inner demons, I guess, and called one of them forth. And I think the whole door concept of when people come against Bray Wyatt and they open the door, they don't know what's going to come through. I like that concept because that opens it up for Bray Wyatt to be really creative with some of the characters and has a dynamic character change where he can do multiple characters all in one, you know what I'm saying, depending on who his opponent is. I want to see, uh, let's get into the psychology of the match real quick. Mr. Everything, from the psychology standpoint of the match, what did you think about
3: it? What psychology? I didn't. I didn't see any. That's that's the whole issue. Like the main thing for me with that match is I expected more of a psychological impact with this match with Bray Wyatt trying to get more and more into LA Knight's head. Uh, I expected the, the characters to be popping up every time. Uh, LA nice seems like he's getting a, uh, an advantage, you know, kind of messing with his head. And, you know, these different things, like, it was nothing really built up. Like, um, what match was it where they had uh, the wire family at the compound? The compound match was better than than this. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, think about it. The first thing that both of you guys said was you liked that outfits and the colors. It ain't got nothing to do with the matching and the psychology. You have to how it looked. The, the aesthetics of it. Nothing about what they were doing, how, how the match flowed or nothing. It was how it looked. And that was it. But it was nothing for our psychology-wise. And like you said, it was cut very short. It was cut very, very short. And maybe it was cut short for... I have no re I have no idea why, because even the Roman Reigns KO match still had almost an hour left after their match was done. So I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I like I said, I think that one of the matches went over over time. Um and they had to kind of rush because it felt rushed. I think LA Knight really did a, a great showing. And to be honest with you, the dynamic of L.A. Knight and Bray Wyatt really started getting a lot of fans on board with who L.A. Knight is as a character. So if nothing else, this match definitely established L.A. Knight as as a character, as a player. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, he has fans saying his catchphrases. He has people interested in seeing what L.A. Knight has to do. Uh, we say his catchphrase. We say that at the beginning of the show. So you know, to be honest with you, I think that this match did a lot for LA Knight because a lot of the fans got to see who he is as, as a character and a competitor, especially his microphone skills. I think that you know he was able to show a lot of people backstage what he can really do.
3: LP, let me, let me, let me, real quick. Did we really need him to have this type of match for us to understand who he was in his character? Yeah, we do say, yeah, whenever we, you know, it's just to kind of copy his catchphrase. But we really didn't need a pitch black match to really understand who L.A. Knight is. He could have had a regular match, got over a whole lot better because then they would have better understood what he's capable of. We know he didn't talk really well on the mic. On the mic. But we ain't really seen no matches where he can really get out there and showcase his ability, his skills. So I don't think we really needed a pitch black match with Bray Wyatt for us to better understand who his character was. We could have got a regular match and still got that effect. I think it's the main thing is we needed to see what aspect of Bray Wyatt we were getting with this pitch black match, and we didn't get that. We didn't. We we still don't know what complexity of what kind of character what kind of personality Bray Wyatt is going to have and we're supposed to got that with this pitch black match. All we ha- all we got out of it was a it's pos- it's still, still a strong possibility of Uncle Howdy running things. He's being the puppeteer, the puppet master. He's he got the strings and he's in control. That's all we got out of that. And we still didn't get much out of that because of the stupid Let's move on. I don't even want to talk about that dive. He did. Let's let's move on. LP man, what'd you think about
2: the pitch black match between Bray Wyatt and LA Knight? I think I'm like the only one that didn't have no expectation of the match. Like I'm, I stand by what I've said before that they don't know what to do with Bray Wyatt. They don't have no idea what. Even even if you look at this whole storyline, one minute Uncle Howdy attacked Bray Wyatt, the next minute he didn't. One minute he makes him messing with Alexa, the next minute he's doing the biggest botch of the night by <laughs> missing LA night by five miles. He did <laughs> miss LA night. Let's talk about that for a second. Uh, <laughs> he definitely
0: missed LA night on that that dive, man. And I was looking like uh, he's just, is he just gonna lay there? <laughs> yeah. How much? It looked like he missed him by a mile.
2: Yeah, am I he, am he, I
0: wrong in saying that?
2: Mm-hmm. It looked like he got scared and changed his mind and left the court. But yeah, it didn't. It didn't. And then what I think everybody been trying to figure out who the Wide Six is and all that. We we've done as well. I don't think they're nobody. I think they're gonna get – They was they was in the aisles when he was coming down the aisles. If you really paid attention, you couldn't hardly see him. But I called him a couple of times. Like, how much longer do you gotta go before you say who they are if they are somebody? I don't think Uncle Howie ever might not ever be revealed. People are gonna be saying it's Bo Dallas for the next five years until <laughs> uh Cause like, Uncle Howdy has like literally done nothing. Like, they they have to press the gas like, on this storyline or they have to end it. Cause like, just like the only person who's came up is L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight went from managing the models to nobody really know who he was to, you know, the crowd liking him a little bit. He's the only one that came up from this. Bray Wyatt is still in the same spot. They don't know what to do
1: with Bray Wyatt.
0: I can can see where they have some issues uh, as far as pushing a Bray Wyatt, but I think if they have the right writers in place, and Bray Wyatt has the right type of characters, like we said before, the right type of opponents, then Bray Wyatt can really bring a lot out of other people and still be able to get a lot of his storylines across. He was able to do it the last time, you gotta think about it, the last time he had the belt, There was still a lot of heavy hitters, man, who were buying for his belt, man. And he was very strong. I didn't think at one point that Bray Wyatt was ever going to lose that belt until he just randomly lost it to Goldberg. It was the weirdest. (laughs) It was the weirdest win. You know, uh, title change, man. It didn't make sense to me. And I'm like, why why did Goldberg win that? And then Bray Wyatt kind of just. Disappeared after that, man. And then that's when Braun took it from Goldberg. And then Braun was champion for like a, a hot second. And then that's when the, the whole reign of the Tribal Chief began. So I thought that the match was pretty decent. For what they, for what it was. Like I said, it was a sponsored match. Anytime we've ever seen a sponsored match, we've ever seen a sponsored theme match and we're like, oh man, that was the greatest match ever. You know what I'm saying? So I knew what it was going into it. But as far as Bray Wyatt's first big match on a huge pay per view and the LA Knight being featured on the card with his first themed match also. I thought that was pretty good for them to individually as wrestlers uh, and professionals, man, for their career. Because whether you like the match or not, it's still going to be remembered because it was different. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those matches that was different. But I liked it. Like I said, the only thing I didn't really care too much about it, it was it felt rushed. And then when they went through the table, it was all these little glow, these little glow packets. I don't know what it was. It was like little glow phone. Yeah. Yeah, it was so weird. it was Like you know, it 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 was all over the floor. It was all over them. It was all in the ring. It was just a a weird effect that they were trying to do. It was. It could have been cool if you wasn't expecting it. Cause you'd be like, "What the hell is that?" in in the desk. But the, it almost made the match look cheesy. That almost made the match look cheesy. It so. did. <laughs> I almost. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but I, you know, I, I would like to see more from Brave Wyatt, and I would like to see more from LA Night, man. Overall, and it was—I'll give it a C. You know, okay. I, like I said, it was a lot of stuff that I did like about
2: the match, though. So. Where where do they go from here, though? Do they keep this beat going on, or what? That's gonna be the interesting thing that goes forward. Like, what's next? You know, normally they try to detail, you know, two or three. LA Night probably not even gonna be there this week. Like, he, he's supposed to be. You know, burned up or whatever, so he'd probably be gone for at least two weeks on uh, SmackDown. Wow, yeah. But he might, he might show up Friday and be like, "That won't that he missed." <laughs> we we've we seen people get burnt
0: up before and then show up on the next show. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that that's happened, fellas. Let's go ahead and switch over to the Bianca Belair versus Alexa match. I want you guys to tell me what you think about it. I'm big face now. All right. <laughs> Mr. Everything, what did you think about the Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss match? They had a
3: match. <laughs> Come
0: on, man. <laughs> um it,
1: it
3: yeah, it just not it just didn't give me what I was expecting. With with Bianca and Alexa, I was really expecting more. The The finish looked like it was just, okay, we got to go home right now. Like, it was no real build-up to it. It was like, all right, we it hit the finish, let's go. And that was it. I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if it was just generous for them, which I don't understand. They, they shouldn't be nervous at the junction of their careers, especially Alexa I don't know. I don't know if the crowd just wasn't giving them the energy they were looking for. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got, man. I don't know. I don't know what was going on, but I really expected more out of that match. I expected Alexa to pull off some new things in her in her arsenal that she's been working on and training with. Um, yeah, I, I wanted so much more out of that, but it, we just didn't get it. We just didn't get it, and it it hurts Bianca the most because now she's got to get ready for WrestleMania. With uh, a lackluster match at Royal Rumble and you don't have a match at Elimination Chamber, you're just going to sit back and wait for your next opponent. You're probably not going to have a match as far as defending your title anytime soon until WrestleMania. So now you're going to have Bianca just sitting around not doing anything and the fans are going to get, she's going to get stale. The fans are not going to really care for her anymore, and you're going to have no choice but to turn a heel at WrestleMania. But how are you going to do that if she's going, if she's going to face somebody that's going to be a down and heel, you know? I, and then who 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 would be the next opponent? Who would be the next competition for her? Would it be Nia Jax possibly? I hope not. I really hope not. And not unless not unless Bianca really does pull off like a supernatural feet of strength and pick that woman up on her shoulders, mm-hmm. then I'm invested. But if she doesn't pick that woman up at all, I don't care for it. You did it You did it to Otis. You carry that man on your shoulders down, you know, you. of course, you know, he was on the stairs, but still, that way, Naya, let her get up on the ropes, you scoop her behind up, and you walk and you hit the KOD on her. Let's say that. But if you're not going to do something like that, uh, it, it makes no sense. And then you're going from... Who did she have before that? You went from Bailey to Alexa to who now? Because you barely got back, you barely got past Alexa. So how does that make her look strong going against somebody like... A, um, I know Rhea's going for Charlotte, but let's say if it's going to be Rhea. How does that make her look strong going against Rhea... Or a Nia Jax or a Carmella. You know, if you lose, if you just got by Alexa and you lose to Carmella, how does that work? Because Carmella's been going for seven months. So there's got to be some ring rust on them too. So how does all that work?
0: Yeah, you got a point on that, man. And yeah, we got to see who Bianca's next challenger is going to be. They have a. uh, a tournament style match to determine the number one contender for uh for Bianca's belt coming up on Monday Night Raw. But I really want to see Bianca, you know, step up the game a little bit, especially on the microphone. I really want her to step up her game on the microphone and make me fall in love with her on the microphone. You know. Yeah, but you can't,
2: it's hard for her to step it up when she ain't got no good competition. Like right. she can't, she can't even cut good promos because they keep on throwing. Like I, I never expect this match to be good. Like I, I love Alexa, and Alexa can go with the other females. She can with Nia Jax, but she can't. She just can't come close to Bianca. Like I don't care what they do. Like there's no way I see her beating Bianca without help. Uh, I mean at least Bailey, Bailey is on Bianca level, but they, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be Bailey. Uh, Becky Becky Lynch and uh not that They they gotta put all three of them in WrestleMania. I don't see Becky and going against that this Becky jump ain't no people going Becky out there by itself <laughs> against three people. Ain't nobody helping them all the third. What happened to all that help that's they were doing. Um I think either they're gonna do that or I think it's gonna come in the mix because Alexa cannot beat Bianca. Let's be honest. Like I don't care. Like I said, I don't care what kind of power she got. And then they still doing that at the end of the match. And they should have did that during the match. They were gonna do it. I'm I'm so over all of that. I really think that that version of Alexa ruined her. Me personally, I thought she was good before that. I thought she didn't do nothing like she was the evil Alexa. But Mister Randy Orton, like I really, I what did she really do with the evil Alexa? Like I I never liked that. Um. Yeah. Well, well, let me let me talk
0: about it real quick Because you, you're right I, I saw a little aggression In Alexa during the match And for me, it would have just made Sense for that spot That they had where Uncle Howdy showed up At the end of the match To kind of influence Alexa If if the whole storyline is Uncle <laughs> Howdy is awakening The evil inside of people And he, when he shows uh, Evil or darker side Comes out now, if Alexa is experiencing that, it would have made more sense if Uncle Heidi would show at the beginning of the match, hit her with the revel in what you are, and then she would get darker. Even if she still lost the match, it would have made more sense. You know what I'm saying? Because you would say, okay, now I see why she's a little bit more aggressive. Now I see why she's putting a little bit more uh, staying in those punches and those hits now I can see that, but I didn't get that from that, and I don't know where Alexa goes after this, and who heard that competitor is going to be? You know what I'm saying? Who is Alexa going to feud with Ness? Even when she goes to the darker character that she is, that she going to feud with Bianca? And if she does feud with Bianca, does it still take the boringness out of the match? Many Do want to
1: see
0: a dark Alexa versus Bianca in the match, I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I would love to see Bianca versus Ron, uh, Ronda
2: Rousey. Wow, I can I see that, but I don't see. I don't. Bianca's gonna have to carry her the whole time, just like everybody else carried her out. I, I Ronda eventually gonna show back up, of course, for Mania, probably. And I don't think Nia Jackson is actually back. I think Nia Jackson just for the rumble. Maybe it's just me, maybe she's officially back. But we'll see. But I think she just came back for the Rumble. I don't think she is back back. I think mean, she came for that quick little kick. But I don't know. I could be wrong. But uh, I don't know. The, the female The female division needs a lot of work on both sides. And we say that all the time. Like, even, even if you look at that Rumble, that female Rumble. Like, well, hold, on, hold on. Hold on, LP.
0: Because we're going to get into it. And then I'm going to let you say your piece. Because, you know, I don't want to bleed into the Rumble And then we about to talk about the Rumble anyway. So let's talk about the Women's Royal Rumble. 30 women enter the match. Only one woman wins the match. Real Ripley went in at number one. And Liv Morgan went in at number two. It was a lot of people that showed up in the match. There was a lot of spots. But ultimately, the talk of the town is Rhea Ripley, how she lasted, outlasted all 29 women to be the number one contender for the women's title. Let's get into it, fellas, because it was a lot. So I'm going to do it like this. LPZ, It was a lot of stuff that happened in the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, so you have to tell me, sir, what was your
2: best damn wrestling moment? Uh the best moment in the female rumble match. Uh probably the ending. Like I was, I was literally glad when it was over. I, I do like, I do like the way they ended it. <laughs> but I knew Liv Morgan was never gonna. Oh my God, they were let Liv Morgan win. I would never. I wouldn't watch wrestling for six months. Nearly for six months. I <laughs> but I do like the way they did it at the end because Rhea could have even messed that up. And they could have been a whole entire thing. The end. It was probably the best part. Like I literally have these women showing up for NXT and stuff. Yeah, as y'all know, I don't watch NXT, so I didn't know. And even the crowd. Even the crowd was like, "What? What?" And just like we said before, when you know who's going to win it, you take away. That's like that's like when you know a character like let's say a character dies in a movie and then they do a prequel when you're watching that prequel oh, no matter what amount of danger you put them in you know they don't die because they die in the other movie so you knew Rhea was going to win so could you get excited I was not excited when Nia Jax uh, showed up I was shocked because uh, she had talked a lot of trash about wrestling um, but you know people do that all the time um, but I didn't spare. I didn't spare. I didn't spare her to win there was no female in there that I ever thought was going to win outside of Rhea. Yeah. Um, I will say the way they book Rhea is good because when they try to push Rhea before, she won't ready. Like, yeah. they, they try to push Rhea before Rhea won't ready, but now Rhea, okay. yeah, Rhea, Rhea is ready now. So whether she's going to beat Charlotte and Manny, I don't know about all that. But Charlotte just got the belt, but Charlotte could easily lose the belt because they trying to stack her numbers up. So she probably will lose it and get to get get it right back. Um but yeah, I think I, I think the ending was probably the only the only good part. There was I mean I I I know a lot of people were surprised when Oscar came out dressed differently. I, I guess that's the NXT Oscar because I didn't know what the hell that was. Um I wouldn't mind saying Octo win it, but you know, Rhea real Rhea, Rhea, Rhea's all right.
0: All right. So you touched on a couple of things that I'm going to have to go back on to give some people some reference. So uh, Nia Jax, if you guys remember in the last podcast, I said that Nia Jax was going to return. (laughs) And um, I I, I was kind of feeling it because I was like, they need something big. When Nia showed up, I lost my mind. I I was happy to see Nia back. I knew that she was going to be a problem. And then when she got into the ring, it was the craziest thing ever because everybody knew she was the threat. You had Rhea Ripley in the ring. You had just about, you had a lot of women still in the ring. I think it was at least, I want to say seven to 11 people still left in the ring. Everybody was in shock and awe. When she came down the ring, they was like, oh, we got to get this. We got to get her out of here. (laughs) She got to go. They already knew what the mission was. Nijak stood stood in the ring, surrounded by all the women, looked at them and said, ain't none of y'all going to touch me. Who going to step up? Nobody. Nobody. And then they all proceeded and whooped Nijak's ass. They jumped on her at the same time, uh, and then she broke out of it. I don't know how she she overpowered all of them. All 11 of them. Uh and then she kind of just went on a war path until real bloody ripley went face to face with her. Uh and then she ultimately did her move to Riptide. No, she didn't. And they all got, no, she didn't. We're, well, we're not gonna do that. She, she <laughs> we're did not gonna a, do that. She did a rip. It was <laughs> she,
1: <laughs> she she did a
0: rip. You know what I'm saying? Um but it was to me I thought it was a big moment because it showed the strength of Rhea Ripley when she picked her up I thought that was kind of cool to be able to see that but everybody had to band together to get Nia Jax out of the ring I thought that was a kind of cool moment, and I was happy personally to see Nia back. I don't know what they're going to do with, with Nia. I don't see any women on the roster wanting to tangle with Nia Jack, but we shall see. Fellas, also during that match, man, we saw Michelle McCool, the Undertaker's wife, and also former uh, Divas and Women's Champion. Uh, she was in, in the crowd with her kids. You know what I'm saying? She was just sitting there enjoying the show with her daughters, and then she got into the ring, and she started whooping ass. Michelle McCool can still go. She still looks good. I think she could come back, but I'm not sure what her schedule is like, but I would like to see her go make one more run at it, you know what I'm saying, and really compete with some of these women uh, that's in this match. We also saw Chelsea Green come back, which LP, you know, I'm not sure if you're too familiar with Chelsea Green. Um, she was in WWE. She, you know, went to the independent scene. I guess made a name for herself, and now she's back in the WWE. But she lasted all of a one second.
1: <laughs> she came in the ring and she got thrown
0: out the ring. Hello, so goodbye. You know what I'm saying? It was very quick. She was in and out of the match. Um, that was a a, a really a good moment, also. But I'm not sure what they're gonna do with the Chelsea Green. Also, Mr. Everything, what did you like about the women's Royal Rumble?
3: Um, the main thing I liked about the women's Royal Rumble is the um possibilities, possibilities are like different matches that we never even thought about. Like, um, what was what was two women that you (laughs) were talking about? That stood toe to toe, and I was like, "I would like to see that match." Um, man, I, I can't think of the top of my head. I can't remember. Really? But it was some. It was.
1: You bring the <laughs> you,
3: you never, you never hit the mute button.
1: <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ! I thought I hit the mute button.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I felt like um, what was the name uh, with that that little skit with uh Kevin Hart and um and uh Regina King and he was like, you got to come to see, man, hey, come look at Regina. She looked like <laughs> stuff all over her head. Like you, you never pressed mute. Yeah, we, you never pressed mute. Yeah.
0: Oh, um, I never um, My bad. I was trying to get my charge before uh, my computer just died. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be Producer
1: fellas,
3: come on. Come on. It it was just some the the possibility of different matches that we never even thought about. Some matchups that we never thought could happen. Um I think mainly from the men's Royal rumble is where I saw like a lot of different things. But the women's um you did you did bring a good point. Rhea did show off a little her strength because Naya did not jump for her. Um she literally had to muscle that woman up to do the the slip tie. Um, even even with the body slam that she attempted was horrible and I think that's why she ended up having to do the riptide because the body slam just didn't go as planned so,
2: Naya is way out uh, of shape she's out of shape she's way bigger if you really look at her she's bigger than she was that's why I don't think she's back number one she was already hurting people when she was in shape you think she's coming mm-hmm. back she ain't coming back That that was a quick check Cause she, she is way out of shape. And she is not a ring tape at all. Like that just that's like when the great Kylie used to show up at Rumble. Everybody jumped the great Kylie. Like <laughs> she she got a quick check. I, I do not expect to see her back on the roster because she in the, she, and just like I said, she already ain't selling. She coming back already. Yeah. Making real about real about broke her damn back. Trying to live her-
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Hey look man, you need a villain. You know, you need some good bad guys for all of these baby faces. And I think Naya. It's not Naya.
1: What's no, that? It's not Naya. No,
3: it's not Naya. No.
1: That's no not we're Nia.
3: not gonna do that.
0: No. Who, who who on Raw is, is the baby face? we I mean, could not baby face, uh, a heel. We just he talked about Alexa going dark. So, Alexa, you telling me Alexa Bliss is the strongest heel on Raw?
3: Baby. No, no, I'm not baby. saying that. What I'm baby. saying is, <clears throat> we, we, we're not going to get it out yeah. of my just because she's not going to last long enough. Yeah,
2: babe, you got she baby gonna- on SmackDown. You got, I mean, they ain't no good, but you got Lacey Evans. Carmelo's always been a bad, a bad girl. Don't, don't bring me. on Lacey Evans again. Let's Please. talk more No, I'm glad you said that.
0: Let's talk about Lacey Evans and her showing in the Royal Rumble. Listen, man, uh, I'm not a big Lacey Evans fan. I'm a big fan of the Southern Bell character. Just because it just made sense, but this this military character doesn't make sense because people are booing her. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's weird. I I don't quite get it. But the thing that bothered me the most is how she ragdolled Selena Vega. Selena Vega was dressed up in cosplay. I guess she had you know she had a spot where Capcom. Uh, I guess she was doing uh, commentary on the video. <laughs> right? And she, mm-hmm. she jumped up as one of the characters in, in the video game. Selena had a great, you know, showing inside the ring. She lasted for a little bit, but your girl put her in the cobra clutch, <laughs> dangled her off the off the ropes, and threw her entire lifeless body to the floor. I thought that was... I didn't like that from Lacey Evans, man. I think that she could have... I mean, that little look, it looked bad, but that was really unsafe. Because the way she landed, man, it was just like straight foot. You know what I'm saying? That was a family guy fall. <laughs> she, she, she hit a family guy fall. When she hit the ground, both her arms, her arms immediately went behind her back. She, had, she hit one of them family guy falls, man. And I didn't like that at all, man. I thought that was a, a bad spot. And then she still didn't look strong in the match.
2: You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that was a that they, they shouldn't have debuted her in the Rumble. Y'all been building her up with these little, these little promos for weeks, and then y'all just let her come out doing a Rumble. Like, that was that was a dumb way to introduce her. Now, after all that work, and she should Saw the Slaughter should have came out there with her or something. It would have made it better. But just her by herself, now nah, she, they don't know what to do with her. And she, they should have kept that Southern Bell. That Southern Bell joint was nice. But, yeah.
1: Look
0: that Southern Bell. You Know, draw was nice, man, and yeah, I didn't like it. But let's talk about somebody who, uh, you mentioned to her a few minutes ago. But Asuka has a new look, man. She has the uh, the white and and blue uh, face paint, and I think it's reminiscent of New Japan, her character. Uh, kind of, k- I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, but she had she had a Kana, I want to say Kana, I'm sorry, Kana. Uh, she had a character in New Japan, Uh so she's a little darker, and I like the, the mist, Asuka. You know, I'm glad that she kind of got rid of the, the green tears, you know what I'm saying? And I like this new character. She seems a lot more dangerous, and alluding to the Asuka of old when she first came into the WWE, and everybody feared Asuka. I really like it. Let's go around the room real quick. Mr. Everything, what did you think about Oscar's new look?
3: Um, I'm loving it. It It's definitely about time that she did something different, did something new. We get to see a a very stronger and dominant Oscar. You know, when they kept saying, nobody's ready for Oscar, we needed to see a new Japan-style Oscar for a very long time. We had her for a short time in NXT. And then once she got the main roster, you know how they do. They wash you down, they, they, they kind of pull you back a little bit. But this Oscar um, is going to be a, a major player in the women's division. Uh, I could see her winning the Elimination Chamber if she does get into the Elimination Chamber and going on to WrestleMania and beating Bianca for the Raw Women's title.
1: Yeah,
0: man, I really like the way this new Oscar is going in the direction that they're trying to put her in. LPZ, what do you think about Oscar and her new look?
2: Uh, yeah, I, mean, I agree with everything that uh, Mr. Everything said. And Oscar's over. Like, if you ever pay attention to she's been over. Like, no matter what she does, so why they're not pushing her? After, I've never understood why she's not, like, a main person. Uh, like, they said, she really should be going for Bianca's belt. Um, the fans like her no matter what she does. <laughs> she gets better. She gets better pop than most of the women that they put in. Their so I, I don't. I, I wish they. Hopefully they're gonna go ahead and uh, make her. That maybe that's why they changed her character. Cause now she's gonna uh, possibly go after Bianca. Uh, and I, I guess we'll see. <laughs> but I'm but I'm hoping that that's what they're gonna do.
0: Yeah, man. I Like I said, I really like this new Oscar, man. I, I think that she's dangerous and she's a little creepy and I kind of like that. She don't really have to say much. I didn't like babyface Oscar, being friendly and nice and dancing. I, I like dancing after Oscar. that's cool. But I like the Oscar that everybody's here because you get to see the skills that Oscar really has. She can really show everybody why she is so dangerous. You know what I mean? So, I'm, I'm excited to see this new character, man. Brothers, let's go ahead and go over to the Men's Royal Rumble. We had a hell of a show. Matter of fact, let me, I'm going to go ahead and let LP just talk about this because I want to talk about one man in general in the Royal Rumble. And mind you guys, they had some beasts in this Royal Rumble. You had you know, Omos, you had Bobby Lashley, you had Brock Lesnar, you had some certified G's in that Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes eventually ended up winning. I mean, he, he to be honest, uh, all fairness, he came in at number thirty, but he did eliminate quite a few people. He eliminated Dominic, which I was happy about that. So he won my vote on that. Because so I was like, somebody, please get rid of this soggy ass dude. Why is he still in the ring? Why is he still in the ring? That was pissing me off the length that Dominic stayed in the match. And I'm like, please, somebody get him out. And Cody won. Because he's
3: used to being on the yard. That's why. He's used to being in the yard. Down
1: put in that wood. Down foot in the It's Stop a it. man. That man
0: does not have a, a tough prison bone in his body. Stop it. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. Uh he stayed in the match way too long. I was excited about that. Man, it, it I think Gunther had one of the best showings. And other than Brock Lesnar, because when Brock Lesnar came in, in uh at the Royal Rumble and and as champion and defended his his uh his dominance inside the ring. I haven't seen a show like this in a long time, man. I want to get you guys' thoughts on Gunther's performance during the Royal
2: Rumble. Let me go. A-O-P. All right. I, I want to say that he has the best first Rumble in history. And I'm going to put him above Brock because when they, when they do, the thing that I don't like about a Rumble, sometimes they do with like Brock, Kane you know, Brian Stroman, they're coming in to they start throwing people left and right, left and right, left and right. If you go back and watch that, he won't never just throw people out for the hell of it. Like, he was chopping people down one at a time for jumping on opportunities. Like, I'm literally gonna go back and watch the rumble probably today. Like, he ran that rumble. Like, he'll be doing something one minute and somebody over there slipping, get out of here. <laughs> it, it was somebody that he threw out that I was, oh, I just love the way he did. I can't even remember who the hell it was. But, like, that's what made it good because, like, everybody was already looking at uh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar and, you know, these big guys or whatever. But, like, that Reign General was really in there proven right here. He was in there wrestling in the Royal Rumble. Like, you didn't see him do a lot of that dumb stuff when they go save people. Like, I hate, I like the two best showings in the Royal Rumble was the uh, Drew McIntyre and, uh, uh Seamus. The way they work together the whole time and they never betray each other. I've <laughs> I've never seen that, even though that would make sense. You don't never see that in the Rumble. I would wait for them to betray each other, but they never did. Like I give props to that, but back to Gunther. Yeah, Gun- Gunther just he really just you you I would I would love to go back to back in the argument when anybody said anybody else had a better rumble that wasn't over exaggerated or you know Kane coming in eliminating 11 people back-to-back. Or, you know, Brock, that's the eliminating, you know, stuff like that. But I kind of, I kind of want to see Brock versus Gunther now because I think, like, when seeing them faces yeah. really made me want to see, like, yeah, I didn't know I wanted to see that match. But I kind of want to see that match more than him and Bobby right now. And hopefully they're going to eventually – uh they got, they got to pick up on that. And I think Gunther – Got more fans than he might have already didn't have. Like you had to respect that shit. Like you can't not expect, like, he really should have won it. If you want to keep it above, I'm not, I'm not feeling Cody Rose right now. I'm I'm just sorry. I'm not. I don't give a damn about Cody Rose. Let let me say this real quick.
0: (laughs) The further the match went on with Gunther, Gunther did not back down from anybody. Go to win face-to-face with everybody. That man had no fear of nobody. Not Brock Lesnar, not Bobby Lashley, not Omos, not Drew, not Sheamus. He stepped to everybody in that ring. And he was chopping people like trees. Listen, Seth Rollins put on a hell of a fight, too. Don't get it twisted. Seth Rollins put on a hell of a performance. Cody Rose put on a hell of a, of a performance. At the end of the match, the match that I did not know I needed to see but actually happened with Cody Rose versus Gunther was a phenomenal match. And if Gunther yes. didn't whoop 29 other dude's ass... He would have won that match, and the more the match went on, I really was rooting for Gunther, man, because I'm like, this dude is having a superhuman—he is having a superhuman showing right now. The pot would have been bigger if he would have won. I don't care if he would have won; it makes sense to me. And to be honest with you, I, I like Cody Rhodes, but
2: I wanted Gunther to win. Yeah, Cody yeah. coming in at thirty did not help him. Like we know, they're trying to give it to you. Like come come in at least at twenty five or something. Like no. Don't come in at 30, man. Like now, nah, like I don't know, I don't know. Like I said, I, I don't think Cody over. Maybe i maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm tripping. But I don't think like right now, people don't want to see Roman versus Cody. They wanna see Roman versus Sammy or Roman versus Jake. Him the only two it's gonna be one of the don't Cody got no business coming back, jumping in this when this storyline been going on for damn near a year, this whole bloodline thing. This bloodline thing has to end with one of them taking the belt off Roman. Not Cody, man. Cody, I, I don't care. Oh, y'all are really excited. Like, are oh, y'all really excited for Cody versus Roman? Like, really? Because I, ain't. I haven't really
0: been too excited for, for Roman versus anybody, to be honest with you. Yeah, other than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> You know, the, the Brock Lesnar versus, uh... Because Brock Lesnar was a real threat. A real severe threat to the reign of Roman Reigns, man. And I thought Drew was going to take it at Clash of the Castle the way the fans were behind Drew, man. That Those fans were nuclear hot. I don't know why he, why he didn't win that. Also, we saw, uh... What's your boy? Um... Logan Paul had a nice showing inside the Royal Rumble. Logan Paul eliminated Seth (coughs) Frickin' Rollins. Logan Paul had one of the most memorable moments inside the match when him and Ricochet lunged from the side of the rings and collided in the middle of the ring. It was the damnest thing. A lot of people haven't seen that before. Uh man, Logan Paul had a show and I was scared for a second. And I know y'all were scared too. You was like, "Man, Logan Paul might
1: win this thing." No. <laughs> no.
0: It was it was a little no. insane,
1: no. It no. was a little You
0: know no. what I'm saying? We Hey listen, when he when he was in the last what last five? A little P came out because I was like, "Oh man, I'm I'm scared now." <laughs> <laughs> little P came out. Little P came out just a little bit. It came out because I thought he might actually win the Royal Rumble, you know. But with Cody being in there, man, I, you know, Cody been getting all these vignettes. We knew that Cody was going to win, but as the match progressed from the number one spot, Gunther put on the best performance that I've seen. In the ring, and he really didn't eliminate a whole bunch of people. To be honest with you, he really just wrestled in that match the whole match. We saw some, we saw some great face offs, and we saw some a lot of people working together. uh lpu just alluded to Sheamus and uh, and Drew McIntyre working together. The Banger Bros, mm-hmm. the Bang Bros. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> they had to change the name, <laughs> but the Bang Bros. The baby was
1: <laughs>
3: banging. They was in there banging and then, everybody. <laughs> and, and, and like you said, it was some matchups that happened in that match that we didn't expect that we wanted to see. Um, Who, who was it that Chad Gable was Matt wrestling with during the Rumble? He was in there and they were just going back and Yes. I want I to like see that. that match. I, like I that. want to see that match now. I want to see Chad Gable and Xavier Woods. I want to see Brock Lesnar and Gunther. Um, I I honestly was expecting, and for some reason, some really odd reason, I really thought when Omos was standing tall in the ring by himself and when Braun Strowman came out, I was not expecting Braun Strowman. For some reason in the back of my head, I was really hoping that it was going to be great Collin because I want to see the size matchup between the two of those guys. Now, I know. I know. I know. I know, LP. It would have been a car crash altogether, but I wanted to see the size difference between those two men because they got to be the biggest men that have been in the WWE in history. Like, those two Nobody's been taller than them. So I really wanted to see how that would have matched up. But it was a lot of different things. And what I don't like is the spots. It was a cool spot with with Logan Paul and Ricochet. However, it's dangerous. Like, you got 20, 15, you know, however many people in a diagonal ring. Like, you really have to time that thing Correctly, so you don't fall on top of somebody, or somebody may not be paying attention and walk in the middle of the way, and then you mess around and you tear your an ankle, you tear up your, your your knee or something, you're breaking your that like. Oh, uh, who else was doing spots? Oh, uh, Escobar, he was in there doing spots off the top rope, and I was like, why are you going to the top when your your the idea is to keep people out the ring? Why are you jumping off the top rope? You gonna rush around and get punched in the face and then <laughs> fall to the outside and then you're done. Like, why? I didn't understand that. Like, that is the most dangerous thing to do in a rumble and a a battle royal, whatever. You don't do all that jumping from off the top rope. This is it's too dangerous.
2: I want I want to say this. Like, I hope this is the last time that Kofi tries to do that stupid stuff he does in Mania. Like. Yes, I was oh, going to true. say that too. Yes, yes, yes. You don't, don't boss like the last three times. I think he was legit hurt because when he was down there, his leg still was up. They still could have played it off. He was hurt. Yeah, his, his,
1: that he damn was thing.
2: Hurt. And that's why I think Brock did all that extra stuff to take the eyes away from Cody because you. I know Brock was probably supposed to show out a little bit, but to me, if you go back and watch the Rumble, I think Brock did that to take. Cause I thought he was gonna get in there and throw Bobby out. That's what I thought was coming. But they didn't even, they didn't even, he got mad and left. Like what? Didn't nobody expect that. Mm-hmm. Kofi, Kofi was down there hurt. Like for real, mm-hmm. for real. He did, he did out, <laughs> that, And that's what it get. Like <laughs> I'm all for that extra stuff he does, but you do the extra miss and then you get thrown out three seconds later. Like just stop it. You have never, he's never even made it to the, tap, to the final four. At least I don't remember if you had. This that bullshit.
0: is my thing with no, and I think he should eliminate that spot and I think he's been known synonymously with the person that does these types of spots and then other people started adapting it. Right. Um, but he wasn't the first person to do it, but for sure he became known for doing it. And I think that's his focus. Every mania It's not winning the mania. I mean, I'm sorry, not not. I'm sorry, the rumble. It's not winning the Royal Rumble. It's to have this spot where he gets thrown out, and then he does something crafty to kind of get back in. And I think he needs. To, you're right. He needs to stop that and really just focus on being there in the match and trying to win the match. At least be in the last five. Because mm-hmm. if you're in, in the last five, then you're in the conversation. You're in the conversation of possible competitors. And I'm I'm gonna keep it above with you. We had a lot of people show up in this match. We got to talk returns real quick, and I, I'm just gonna transition because it correlates with each other. We saw the return of the only five time, five time, five time UFC <laughs> champion Booker T.
3: Uh, you did not say UFC champion.
0: I said UFC. UFC. I said WCW. <laughs> I said WCW. At least I thought I said WCW. I thought I had said it. fight <laughs> <You said, "Yeah." laughs> <Like>, UFC.
1: UFC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! Listen, I thought I said it, but you know, just in case I didn't say it, WCW champion. Um, Booker T came into the match. Uh, and he he did this little one-off hitting hit this person with a with a leg, uh, what do you call it, uh, a leg throw and a heel kick, and then he did the mm-hmm. in. and then he did the greatest move in wrestling history, the spin on Rudy. You saw mm-hmm. it, you loved it, you liked it. Everybody let him do it, and then he was thrown out the ring. But I want to say something. About Booker T, because Booker T has been really, really critical of the New Day. You know, he does commentary down in NXT, but he's really been (laughs) going against Kofi and Woods and their reasoning for being there. I think what Booker T is saying, hey, look, man, you guys are one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. Kofi, you are a former champion. Why are you down here in NXT? while you down here, and I remember Xavier Wilson was trying to tell him, hey, man, we want to come down here, we want to teach these kids, we want to show them how to do that, and he was like, man, I ain't trying to hear that, y'all need to be on main roster on SmackDown, compete, I understood what Booker T was trying to say, but it came across as a little bit harsh, man, you know, uh, and I'm a huge Booker T fan, man, but he was talking cat stuff about Kofi, man, and you know, I think every time he gets a chance, he kind of says something negative about Kofi. And I think it's kind of the stir, you know, put a lighter, a lot of fire on his ass, man, to kind of get him back to that that top picture, man. I don't know if you guys have heard any of these things that Booker T has said, but I just thought that was very interesting. Because at first, uh, I thought Booker T liked the New Day. But then, you know, some of the, the comments that he's been saying lately, it is not that I don't think he likes them. But I think that he really wants more from them and that they should be uh, in that top spot somewhere on the card. Mr. Everything, do you agree?
3: Kind of, sort of. Mainly because, yeah, they they do deserve bigger spots. They do deserve a higher caliber um, and as far as the WWE goes. However, with them being the greatest tag team to date it helps the younger guys, and that's always been an issue as far as the younger guys getting these opportunities that they very well deserve the older guys have been taking all these spots and keeping them you know in the background <clears throat> I think NXC having the new day there helps a lot of these guys and it brings eyes to the product it brings eyes to a lot of these younger guys like LP says all the time, You got all these NFC call ups. I don't even know who the hell they are. But now we know who, uh, a, um, you know, uh, Gallus is. You know who, um uh, God, they, their name slipped my mind. But you know, the, the former tag team champions that pretty New Day. Yes, pretty deadly. We we know yeah. who a pretty deadly is. Um, and a lot of these guys have the the skill set and the ability to be able to go to main roster and and make a name for themselves. But you have to have a very strong name to help you get there. Because we, as we've seen, this NFT call us, they go to main roster and they get lost in the shuffle. And, and it doesn't take long to get lost in the shuffle. I mean, look how fast they dropped the ball on AOP when they came up. And they were a very dominant tag team in NXT but as soon as they got the main roster it was alright it was just two big guys beat people up and then they were gone so I think um, I understand what Booker is saying he is lighting a fire in their ass he is trying to push coffee to another level Um, but at the same time I commend the men to be able to say you know what let's go down here and help these guys out so that's my take on it
0: oh man LP do you think Booker T has a valid point in trying to push the New Day to be a, a major player back on SmackDown, other than coming down to NXT.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I, you know i not a big fan of them going over to the NXT. I feel like they should be on the main roster. I feel like you shouldn't have to go to the NXT unless you ain't got nothing going on or you on punishment. Like, when they sent <laughs> Dolph Ziggler out there, Ziggler don't have nothing going on on the main roster so i can understand that but like them they like the t- one of the greatest top tag teams of all time so they need to be on main, on main roster like they have not been the same they are not the same without big e like i don't care what nobody says um i think booker could have stayed at the house stayed on that commentary table though cuz <laughs> you could tell as he yeah. slowly, as he slowly walked he did not jog he did not <laughs> he did not speed walk he did he did not put a little See, he slowly walked and almost ran out of time. Booker, <laughs> Booker had no business being in that match. I know he still be wrestling every now and then or whatever. But uh he had no business being in that match. I think they needed at least one legend. So I guess uh that hit it. I really think that what what they're doing is using NXT and their main roster. They're they trying to get away from the older legend. That's what I personally think because they didn't have no... Yeah. You know, but with the Royal Rumble, you enjoyed it. <clears throat> I remember watching the Royal Rumble on one of the years when Roddy Piper came out and uh, uh what was it, some super Superfly Snuggler came out and everybody
1: stopped
2: mm-hmm. and, and got toe-to-toe like, it was hilarious to see that they both was in horrible shape. But <laughs> you enjoyed that. I used to enjoy seeing the Iron sheet take 50 years to get to the ring so you know none of them are going to win. But, I, I like, when Christian came, when Christian, that year, when Christian the Edge was there, come on now, that was a hype year.
1: They were competing. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> they, mm-hmm. they were trying to prove something. Yeah. They still got, they got people like when Carlito came back. They got Carlito, Masterpiece still in good shape. I mean, I know Mr. Kennedy, he ain't in the best shape, But Mr. Kennedy, all these guys who are still wrestling, they can easily be like, look, man, that's, they could have took out some of these other people that they brought in, like Johnny Wrestling. Like, they could have replaced, he had no business lasting as long as he lasted. Dom, Dom needed the last moment in Johnny wrestling. So, I I, I, I understand what they're doing, but I miss that fun part of the Royal Rumble. That's the that's what Royal Rumble was missing. It was decent, but it wasn't fun. Like, you didn't have that laughing and moment from the list. Like, when Booker T came, I was like, come on, Booker T. At least hurry up. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, uh, not, man. not like when Booker T was doing commentary and him, him in there, Michael Cole and the King. Like, you know, but I guess they're getting at the age now where at these Roman progressives, we're running out of legends. I mean, I'm not one not noticing that like, the legends are running out. Like, mm-hmm. they, and they're not calling them back. Ken Shamrock. I mean, some of these other people, that they don't even mess with no more. Uh, then to be seven. I mean, this some this an off the wall, you know, shocker, the people who can not share my still in shape. You know, I mean, they could just throw them out for one or two times at least. Uh, that's the entertainment.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh to be honest with you, man, me seeing Booker T, because Booker T was one of my all-time favorites, man. Uh, but seeing Booker T come out and, you know, still do some of the moves. He couldn't get his leg up quite as high as he used to. Uh <laughs> you know he's which is bit. which is
3: surprising which is surprising and disappointing because he wrestles on his own promotion and he really gets out there and gets busy so I don't know what maybe he had jet lag or something which he shouldn't because he's right there in his backyard I don't know what it was but he shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been moving as slow as he was because he wrestles on a regular on his own promotion so I, don't, I, I didn't get that oh man uh Although it could have been a little bit
0: sharper, man, I enjoyed seeing Bookie T hit spin around, man, and everybody watched him do it. Uh, so, in the immortal words of Bookie T, Stucky ducky, quack quack."
3: <laughs> before we move, before we move on, oh lord! Before we move on, did y'all cast the, the time clock botch? Dwayne the the was already, was that Naya? She was already walking to the ring. She was already walking to the ring and had her announced before they even turned the time clock on to count her down to go to the devil Ring.
1: Oh, wow.
3: That's why she don't need to be there. She screwed She's right up. That's why she don't need to be there. She's a boss. I would LP on this one. A boss. I would LP on this one. Send her behind, back to wherever she was at, and let her do whatever she was doing. Because you can't even get your timing right to me and walk to the dragon ring. Go <laughs> home, Naya. Love you, though. But go home. El- LP, you said she was a botch magnet. <laughs> <That's- laughs>
2: She's always been a box magnet. <laughs> How many times have you seen the Royal Rumble box? Like the, the clock. That's the one thing that ain't going to get boxed. People might not come out. And then, too, what the hell with this whole Rey Mysterio thing? Like, if, if Rey Mysterio is supposed to got attacked, they could at least show it backstage. Like, that was stupid. That was that was
0: so simple. Hold up. Hold up. The fact, <laughs> the fact that Rey Mysterio didn't show up in this match. Number one, I was disappointed about that. As soon as the music hit, I'm like, Rey Mysterio about to get busy. I love seeing Ray. Every time Ray comes out, he's a legend. Um the thing that bothered me is not when Dominic had the mask. And he was walking down to the ring, which I thought was disrespectful, but it was good storytelling, and it was good to tell the story of why Rey Mysterio wasn't there because he got hurt in this match with Kerry and Cross the night before. But Rey Mysterio was trying to tear his dad's mask, and his soggy ass could not rip the mask in half. So the whole time he walking (laughs) down the ring, he up here like he trying to open a bag of Funyuns and can't find the seams. So it's like you're <laughs> trying to open it, and I'm like, dude, can, can you not tear it? Are you that are you that weak that you cannot tear a mask? Why are you even trying to tear it if you can't tear it? He ultimately decided to throw it down on the ground. Kept <laughs> walking to the ring. I was like, dude, if you're gonna be disrespectful, just go all the way, man. Just. You could have got you could have had somebody to cut it a little bit. I don't know, man, but I just thought that was a, a funny, horrible spot. Um where he was trying to walk down to the ring and tear the mask. And for that, Dominic Mysterio, you yet again are another nominee for the
1: WTF award. What the? F- what's that? What the f- what's that? <laughs> <laughs> And why didn't they
3: just replace somebody with for Rey Mysterio? Like I've seen before where someone didn't walk to the ring and they ended up replacing him with somebody else. Why didn't they just do that? Like it I really expected somebody to come out at the last minute and and take the match from Cody. I really expected someone to do that but they didn't. And, and it made me mad. You know yeah. who could have
0: done that if he was in the match? You know who could have done that if he was in the match?
3: Who's
0: that? Top dollar. And if you didn't know, now you know. No response. Yeah. <laughs> no response. <from> top. <laughs> no spot from Top Dollar. i uh, the number one shot. Uh. Man, hey, look, I, I don't know what this beef that Michael Cole got with Top Dollar, but he been top, Michael Cole has been dragging Top Dollar ass every Friday on every show, and I don't know why they got beef the way that they got beef. Maybe Top Dollar said something to Cole he didn't like. And maybe Cole is taking up, up himself to destroy Top Rock Dollar's career from the commentary side. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but Man, they got a beat going on. Uh, I think it might need the end of the ring, fellas. I don't know what you think about that. Uh, also, hold on. Let me go back to the Rumble real quick. Because we still talk talking returns. Uh, we have the King of the Returns that turned Again, and your boy Edge. LP. How do you feel to see Edge come back and face Judgment Day? All the members, <laughs> him and the Glamazon, are teamed, back, teamed up to go and fight uh, Judgment Day during the Rumble. I
2: want to get your thoughts on that. What do you think about Edge returning? Uh you know I'm an Edge fan, but I'm, I, I don't want Edge to keep on getting wasted like this. This whole is not gonna go nowhere, even if he's gonna fight at the Rumble. Who the hell would he fight? He already done, done enough with Finn Balor. Nobody would want to see him and Damian Priest. Rhea is going to be fighting at the Rumble, so ain't like they're going to do Beth Phoenix. I thought Beth Phoenix was going to show up in the Rumble at least to at least come down to Beth Phoenix, and uh, they could have told their story. I mean, she they yoked Rhea. Rhea got yoked before uh, <laughs> before the damn Rumble. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, they wait. I, I'm surprised the edge is not like, what are y'all doing? Like, I've been here for this long. Like, Edge you know what a good story is and what a bad story is. Like, I know he got to be like, what are y'all, either y'all going to use me or, I mean, I-, I know it's money, but just like him showing up on Raw and, and every, it's funny how every time he shows up and jumps somebody, they cue the music. What? It's like, how do y'all <laughs> go
1: back
2: up? Like, if you're going <laughs> to jump somebody, how the hell that music plays? I always thought that was the dumbest mess ever. Just let them show up and attack them. But, like, the whole – yeah, they – Edge, Edge needs, to, needs to go ahead back to the house, unfortunately, Um, unless they can find something for him to do. If they can find something for him to do, then I'm all for Edge. If they would have kept the whole judgment day with Edge, I would have been all for it. But, like, Edge still can go. Let's not get it twisted. Edge still can wrestle. He's in shape. But he still got to have a character. And this Edge, I need that Rated off Superstar back. I'm sorry. If they If they were to somehow bring back a Rated R Superstar, I might completely like, all right. But they wasting, they they, they
0: wasting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of say that, man. And I, I wish they would do a little bit more uh, <laughs> with Edge, man. <laughs> with a, a couple of people, but Edge in particular, man, because I think that he deserved it. Also, we saw, I didn't see AJ Styles in that, in that Royal Rumble match, and I don't know why AJ Styles or any of the Good Brothers wasn't in that match, man. Um, I really wanted to see what AJ Styles had and what he was going to do during that match. But, to be honest with you fellas, the talk of the Royal Rumble was not the Royal Rumble winners, but it was the Roman Reigns versus KO match. We knew that Kevin Owens didn't have a chance in hell to win this match. I thought it was a decent match, but the thing that really shocked the world was what happened after the match. The Listen, best part of that can, show. can you give us a play-by-play on what happened after the Roman Reigns versus KO match?
3: Yeah, so, you know, Roman Reigns, he, well, during the match, he kept trying to get Sami Zayn to give him the chair. And Sami Zayn just kept being, uh, like, he's really reluctant about doing it. Like, he just kind of just standoffish. And even uh, Paul Heyman was looking at him like, come on, you know, your your tribal chief told you to do something. You ain't doing it. Like, you know, acknowledge your tribal chief. And so after the match, uh, Jay Uso was getting ready to put the tribal uh I, I can't think of what it's called. Yeah, the garnishment yeah. or whatever around yeah. Sami Zayn and 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 Roman stopped him. He said, "No, hold on. We're not done." <clears throat> and he he told the boys, "You get him." You know, they they jumped on KO, they beat him down, they handcuffed him, and then Roman was getting ready to lay waste to Kevin Owens with a chair. And right before he got ready to swing, Sami Zayn stepped in the way. Beautiful storyteller. And when he said, this is beneath you. You don't have to do it. This is not you. You're better than this. Roman looked at Sammy and said, okay, then you do it. And that's when everything started to break down because Sammy does not want to do it. And I totally understand, because at the end of the day, that was your best friend. And I think he's more so trying. I think this biggest story was he was trying to protect the, the sacredness of the bloodline. Like, you guys are the most dominant faction in history. Let's be real. You're the most dominant faction in history. With Roman Reigns approaching a thousand days as champion. A thousand days. Like we've never had anybody go beyond two years. You're approaching a thousand days. And when Sami Zayn did not hit KO with the chair, even though he had it in his hand, he just wouldn't do it. Gaspin Roman <clears throat> got in his face, mushed him, and sent Sami Zayn over the edge. And Sami Zayn said, you're right. You want me to swing this chair? Damn it, I will. And he self-rollins him. He self-rollins Roman Reigns. Did y'all see it? Mm -hmm. Did you see it that way? That's how I saw it. And that's why it was so, so much of a big deal in so many different ways. Not only were you a part of the bloodline, not only were you getting everybody's respect and everybody's welcoming, but you also turned on the bloodline and you did it in a way that Roman Reigns is familiar with and, Sam, and Seth Rollins. That was a big moment. And it tore the bloodline completely apart. Jimmy jumped on Sami Zayn. Solo jumped on Sami Zayn. <clears throat> but Lane of J, went no parts of it. He did not want no parts of it. And he left the ring. And it is it is an amazing thing to see and how it all, all unfolds. And I called it. It was all going fold during the Warrior Rumble. Why wasn't Sami Zayn in the Warrior Rumble match? That's beyond me. He should have been in there. He should have been in the, in the last bit. Um we should have let him win, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, that was spectacular storytelling all, in, all together. Kevin Owens couldn't do nothing. He was, he was handcuffed. Sami Zayn took a beating. He took a severe beating. And I really hope that furthering this storyline, that they don't have Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn or even none of the bloodline on SmackDown this Friday. I think all of them should skip a show. And come back next Friday individually. That's gonna tell a bigger story because you know we're trying to figure out what exactly is happening with the bloodline now. Where are they gonna go from here? Who can be trusted? That's a big thing. That is the biggest thing now. Is who can be trusted now? Because Jay was very well, very much not with the whole Sami Zayn thing for the longest. No, he's not part of the family. He's not our brother. He's not bloodline. He's good. He does not belong here. And he gained that trust. Sami Zayn gained that trust with Jey Uso to the point where Jay said, you know what, I can't even be a part of this mauling that is very well deserved in the bloodline's eyes. You should beat Sami Zayn's behind. You should tear his tail up. But Jay is so invested in everything Sami Zayn now and the bloodline that is completely torn him apart. And let's not forget, we've always been talking about this for a very long time. Everything he went through when he was trying to be main of Jay with Roman Reigns and how he got to that point. I think a lot of that, how Roman treated Sami Zayn, did a flashback, brought a lot of back stuff, a lot of scars, opened a lot of scars for Jay Uso. And that's mm-hmm. what's going to make everything unfold in a, in a bigger, bigger Story and, and I'm excited to see what happens. Now, the fact that it's happening as far as Roman Reigns and Cody at WrestleMania kind of diminishes the story, in my opinion. It really needs to stay settled with just bloodline, whether it's Kevin Owens and, and Roman, whereas Sami Zayn and Roman, or Jay Uso and Roman. But a lot of it is going to going to be dependent on the Elimination Chamber. If Sami Zayn is in the elimination chamber, chances are they are going to find a way to spend him at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns. Well said, sir. Uh
0: fellas, I think that with the betrayal of Sami Zayn to the bloodline. Well let's not call it, let's not call it a betrayal. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Well, that's hard. Well, in 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 the mind in the mind state of if you are in the organization or a group, if you are a member and you attack the head of the organization, there are ramifications for doing. There that. are, but they, but he
3: was provoked.
0: Eh. That you know. That's 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 him. All that. Uh, <laughs> was he, Was he really provoked? I don't know. But I will say that this makes Sami Zayn the top heat, the top babyface in the business. What they do with it, I don't know. But right now, the fans, the the backstage, the blog sites everybody is on the Sami Zayn train. Welcome aboard. I've been conducting this train for a long time. (laughs) A lot of people are on the Sami Zayn train and and, uh, like I said, with the betrayal of, you know, the betrayal story of the bloodline, this makes Sami Zayn the top face in the business even more so than, than Cody Rhodes. So now people can really see a WrestleMania fight with Roman Reigns versus Sami
1: Zayn.
0: I want to see that. You know, the first time that Roman Reigns faced Sami Zayn, it was a messed up situation because <laughs> you know Braun Lesnar came in, destroyed uh, Sami Zayn, and then just handed him over to you know like a rag doll, like 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 a what do you call it, road kill like a a, a piece of scrap to your tribal chief. The match was over briefly. It was very short. It was very short. (laughs) But I think with this whole bloodline storyline, this is, I will say it. I'm going to say it. And I'm going to take, this is one of the best, I ain't going to say this, this is the greatest storyline that I've seen in a long time. And the only thing that comes close in my mind is the Undertaker and Kane when when Undertaker finds out the King was his brother.
1: Yeah,
0: that's 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 how that's the fit that it gives me as far as storyline goes. Because I remember that storyline that they, they drug that out for some time. I really remember that storyline, um, and. You know, Steve Austin, versus, Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon was looked at as the greatest storyline of all time. But I think that this really is, is just top, the storytelling is just top notch in this, man. And you, I mean, this has been three years. This storyline has been going on for three years. Name me another storyline that's been going on long.
3: We can't even get a storyline to last a whole year.
0: Yeah, so that that's control, <laughs> you, you know what these guys can do. I really want to see Sami Zayn in in uh, WrestleMania. I don't care who he fights. I really want to see Sami Zayn. Also, I think we might be getting Seth, Seth Rollins versus uh, Logan Paul. If you're gonna put Seth Rollins with somebody, why not put him facing him against Logan? Unless he, unless he has something else to do. If he wins the United States title uh, from Austin Theory and you know then you can go with that storyline but if he has nothing else to do I think it might be Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania could be interesting it could, that could be be interesting. interesting. I think that match would, would really a lot of people would underlook it but uh, I really want to see that Uh, fellas look Whew, it's been a long show one more thing uh, we're going to switch over from wrestling And we're going to do some Super Bowl talk. Uh, The Super Bowl is happening in Phoenix, Arizona. We now have our competitors. We have the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, It's happening on February the 12th. Fellas, I want to get your predictions. And who do you think is going to take the W at the Super Bowl? Let me go, Mr. Everything.
3: Um I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't even care. I don't watch <laughs> football, really. I, honestly, I, I don't even watch football. Um, I I can't even tell you if this is a high, you know, caliber matchup between two teams, or if anybody either one of them has been to a Super Bowl or not, or when was the last time they. Can, I don't know nothing. <laughs> so I'm look. i would just. I would just do what any New Yorker would do. there, was the closest to New York, which would be Philadelphia? So I would go. I was, I was
0: literally about to say that. You really <laughs> took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say, well, since you're from New York, you might as well pick the closest. So Philadelphia. Yeah, England, yeah I got you. You know, we've got what's yeah. going on. Yeah, cl- closest to New York. I know. Are you
3: a Giants fan, sir? Or are you a Jets fan? Neither one. I I am not a fan of football. You're not a
0: real New Yorker then, sir. <laughs> you gotta be one of them. <laughs> oh
3: man. Oh man.
0: Uh, LPZ, who you got on the Super Bowl, man? You got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Who are you putting your money on? Uh, I
2: like I like both of them. Man, I'm I like Patrick Mahomes, but I, I really like Philadelphia this year. So uh, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably gonna flip a coin when it comes to who wins. I just want to see a good game. Uh, I, I'll make I go for somebody during the bowl, but I always I make a decision like right before it starts. But uh, I just want to see a good game. I think Patrick Mahomes is, is headed toward the new Tom Brady. So you know he's only won two Super Bowls, so it would be good for him to do three. But uh, Jalen Hurts, I like him a lot too. So I don't think Jalen Hurts had one. I think he, I don't think he got one, or he do got one can't remember. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm going to make a decision
0: at the last minute. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. It's, uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't know who really to choose because I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, man. So, you know, I guess I'll do <laughs> the same thing, and I guess I'll go for the Chiefs, man. I, <laughs> that's close to the, the realm. I guess I'll go for the Chiefs, but fellas, this is the first time in NFL history where you have two color uh, quarterbacks of color uh, facing off against each other, man. Uh, two black quarterbacks, man. This is pretty big, man. So this is uh, it, just in that fact, is monumentous. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that uh but before we leave sir i want to just uh acknowledge one more thing man your boy tom brady is officially retiring from the nfl uh he posted something to his social media
3: so let's take a look at that real quick i'll get to the point right away i'm retiring for good Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all.
1: We love you
0: too, Tom Brady. We love you too. Your boy is officially retiring. One of the greatest athletes of all time. Uh... (coughs) The greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady will be missed. I'm not sure, man. He might he might come out of retirement. He did the last year. He, he went in and out of retirement really quick. Uh, but that was very interesting to, to see. But, uh, Mister Everything, what you got to say about Tom Brady retiring, man?
3: Uh, I'll get to the point.
2: <laughs> Have
3: fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just gonna get to the point. Have fun, I guess. I don't
1: know.
3: <laughs> oh man. Apparently there's people that hate to see you go, but you know, I guess you gotta go, you gotta go.
0: <laughs> oh man, it's forty five years old, man. Uh he was he could still go if he wanted to right now. Uh he can really uh get it going, man. But man, we're gonna miss Tom Brady on that field. Uh you know, Patrick Mahomes is said to to be slated to be the next Tom Brady. We'll, we'll see. You know, Tom tells, and he got some time on his hands, so hopefully he can have a career like a Tom Brady. But uh, as far as absolute legends go, Tom Brady is a GOAT. He is an absolute legend, and we're going to miss him on football field. Man, it's been a, a beautiful, long-ass show. <laughs> we appreciate <laughs> you guys. Uh, look, we had a lot to talk about, man. We were really trying to squeeze everything in there. It's some some, some things that we didn't get a chance to talk about um, you know, the stuff happening during the show can live. But hey, yeah, yeah. Well, what can you do about it? Anyway, Mr. Everything, let the beautiful people know what you got going on and where can they find you?
3: Oh, man, um, got some big things coming up, um, some stuff that I cannot disclose as of this moment. <clears throat> In fact, I, I won't be able to disclose it until after the event happens. Um, So just be aware that there may be some times I may not be on the show, ladies and gentlemen, and it's because I am doing some training for this event but it's going to be big. It's going to be monumental. It's going to help out everything that we're doing, especially with the Best Day on Wrestling podcast. Um, so Be on the lookout for when that event happens. Uh, I will keep you posted when I'm able to be able to say anything about it. Uh, other than that, uh, March 2nd, 2023, uh, be on the lookout for the new movie, A Brother's Turmoil. Uh, I will post it in the Best Wrestling Podcast group page. It is also on my Facebook if you guys want to check it out. It's also on my Instagram, officially underscore Mr. Everything. Uh, I got a lot of great things coming up. I did the NWA tryout this past Sunday. Did an amazing job. Awesome. An amazing job. Um, so it's just a process of waiting to hear back from them and see what's going to be next with that. Um, and of course, you know, some wrestling, possibly some modeling, from here and there. Uh, and then after the movie is hopefully we get some more acting gigs. But I'm out here, man. When I say I'm outside, I'm outside all day. So we, we about to get it.
0: Oh, man. Hey, listen, uh, you got a lot of stuff going on. We are uh, behind you and we support you. Uh, the whole best damn nation, sir, uh, with all you endeavors. So uh, we love to see it whenever you're ready to drop that news. The fans will be waiting for it, and the world will be shocked and all that How Mr. Everything does every damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man, that's great. That's great. Uh, You were also on the podcast recently, I believe.
3: Yes, I was on a podcast for Good Guys, Bad Pants. Um, They got a chance to sit down and talk with them about my career, different things that I've been through. Oh, funny moments with The Undertaker and all these different things, so um, be sure to check that out. That is also on my Facebook page, and I want to say we posted in the, the group page, but if not, I'll repost that as well.
0: Awesome, man. Uh, so, Best Damn Nation, you guys be on the lookout for that, and everything that Mr. Everything got going on. <laughs> uh, my name is Brian Renegade again, and uh, You can find me on all platforms at Brian Renegade. And if you want to support the show, you can go to our Instagram at The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook group at The Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can go to our Facebook page at The BD Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can visit our Twitch at The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can join our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show, well, people, one thing you got to go is to our Patreon. Uh, www.patreon.com backslash The Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. For only $5. $5. $5. $5. $5, $5, $5. Uh, you can make a donation to the show. Uh, it helps us grow, and then in exchange, we give you all kinds of goodies. We got hats, we got shirts, we got hoodies, we got toothbrushes, we got deodorant, we got all that jazz at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast Patreon, itself for the deodorant. You just go ahead and go musty or go to the show, but uh, <laughs> you go ahead and go to the stove. you know what I'm saying? And we In the country, we say stout. So I had to I had to I had to pronunciate that for everybody put twang on there, the right? it, yeah, it, it put the twang <laughs> on it <laughs> let's, let's, store that's how like, that's how you say it in regular but stout is how we say it in the country so uh <laughs> you can go to our Patreon uh www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast and support your boys. Uh Mr. Everything, it was a great show. As always, thank you, my friend, for being here. We are looking forward to big things popping within this new year, sir.
3: Absolutely. I appreciate you, bro.
0: Oh, man. Uh, We appreciate it, John. You know what I'm saying? It's all love and brotherhood here on the Best Airman's Wrestling Podcast. But beautiful people, thank you for joining us. Uh, We hope that you have a great week. And you can visit us next time on the next Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Beautiful people, best damn nation,
1: we bid you adieu.